0: Think about the, the mental health benefit alone of working with a safe stress every day, learning to relax and calm your breath down into it. Our body always looks for easy, not optimum. Optimum takes conscious intervention. And I like to tell people, you're your body's pilot, not its passenger. But pilots have to do things. You can't just sit there and let things happen. So. If stress hits you, you have to know what breath to fall into, how to relax your body, how to let the tension go from your shoulders. And the ice can teach that. And if you don't let the ice teach it to you, it's, it's going to kick your butt because the ice is a merciless teacher. It doesn't care.
1: Welcome to The Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news the show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. All right, so let's dive in. Today's guest on the show is Chuck McGee III. Chuck founded Ice Viking Breathworks in 2017. After years of training in the Wim Hof Method, Chuck became a certified instructor. As the first certified instructor in Northern California, Chuck wanted to create a business that would allow him to share the Wim Hof Method and the wonderful benefits he has experienced in the practice with as many people as possible. Chuck's Iced Viking Breathworks offers highly tested and developed techniques for taking your mind and body to the next level. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, this is great. Great to be with you today, and and Chuck, you know, I'd I'd love for you just to start by telling us how you really got introduced to the power of the breath, because I, I've heard you tell a few stories, and it was kind of a random occurrence, right? That got you that got you into it.
0: Absolutely random. Most things in my life uh, that are pretty awesome come up randomly. You just have to be willing to see that opportunity. Nice. So. Uh, I was, uh, still am a type 1 diabetic. Uh, was is the incorrect word. I worked as a bartender for about 13 years at this point, and it's a high-stress job. I worked in the theater world, also a high-stress job. And one night, I'm, I'm working in the bar, and a customer comes in, and they're a little bit intoxicated, so I can't serve them. And in order to get them to leave, they made me to promise to look up this thing called the Wim Hof Method. And I said, so I will look it up when I get home, I promise, but you've got to go. <laughs> and so he, he leaves and I look up the Wim Hof method and I was like, okay. And I was watching the Vice documentary and I did the breathing along with, uh, with Wim. He guides the, the producer along on his couch. I did the breathing along with it. I felt great. I didn't have to have a shot before bed. I slept like the dead. Um, you know, some people say sleep like a baby, but I have a one year old and I don't want to wake up pissed off every two hours, uh, hungry. (laughs) So I slept so well. Uh, I was in less pain and the next day I bought the 10 week course back when it was just the 10 week course. There was, there was nothing else available and I dove headfirst into it. Um, and like most people, I didn't read the fine print on a course I booked. It's just advanced course with Wim Hof. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. It's on a busy weekend at work. Let's see if I can get out of that. And I go, and it's the instructor training, uh, the first ever Wim Hof method instructor training for North America. And they're like, did you read this? Do you want to be here? I was like, well, let's try it out. (laughs) And I absolutely fell in love with the idea of becoming an instructor and sharing this with people. I, I was off the blood pressure medication I'd been taking. Um, Mm. I was taking less insulin. I, I have two compressed discs in my spine from four car accidents and two motorcycle accidents. At the time, it was three car accidents. So, not not quite up there yet. And I was off a lot of the pain pills. The ice made me feel awesome. The breath made me feel great. And if such a simple remedy could make someone as, as you know, like health wise fucked up as me feel great, why am I not sharing this with people? Mm. And, I quit my job before the master's module. I hadn't even been certified yet. I quit my job bartending and was like, "This is my life now." And <laughs> since then, it's all I've done.
1: Amazing. What do you What do you think? I mean, there's a lot of breathing techniques out there, um, Chuck. And but, what do you think is so powerful about the Wim
0: Hof method in particular? It's active. I, I mean, all breathing protocols and practices are active in a sense, but the Wim Hof method, it's 15 or 20 minutes of taking your breath to the gym. It's a really active protocol. I I mean, you're breathing faster than normal. You can feel the change in your body. You you do that exhale and hold. You can feel everything calm down and relax. It it just feels great. Um, It's a great gateway breath protocol to get you into the world of breathing. Once you start going down this rabbit hole, it's really hard to stop. And, I mean, you know, Oxygen Advantage and Buteco are amazing. They teach some really great foundational tools that just help accentuate practicing something like the Wim Hof Method. And then you've got, like, the XP, XPT, performance breathwork. And, you know, this is, this is what you do with your breath in an actual gym. So it's it's really fantastic. All of these protocols have, you know, a piece of the pie. No one is going to fix everything for everybody. So it behooves everyone to just research and and practice and experience and and try it out for yourself. You're you're not going to really understand what it's going to do for you unless you give it a try.
1: Mm. And and so you so you started with the Wim Hof method, um, Chuck, and then you've you've sort of evolved and you, and you created really your own system. I think it's your own, or or maybe not your own system, but you you created the Ice Viking Breathworks. Is that really? Is that your own system or is that really just the same system, but, um,
0: you know, that you do yourself, man, that's a really good question. It's, it's my own personal practice evolved from all the random stuff. Health-wise that's happened to me. I mean, a couple of years ago, I, I got a really bad traumatic brain injury from a car accident and the, I, I forgot I was a Wim Hof method instructor for three months. I just didn't remember that was part of my life. I didn't, didn't, it didn't click in my brain. But there were other things I needed to do to reduce a lot of the brain fog I was having. And I just once I started to regain some of my mental faculties, thankfully, I did regain a good portion of them. Mm. I just kept researching and practicing and realizing that as much as one thing is incredible, it doesn't affect all aspects of my life because I can only do the Wim Hof method and 15 to 20 minute breaks. If you do it all day long, that's not healthy for your body. I mean, maybe if you want to go on a vision quest once or twice, give it a go, see what happens. But you can't do that all day, every day. So I needed a practice that I could practice when I wasn't doing the Wim Hof method. I needed something for the other 23 hours and 40 minutes of the day. And that's where things like Bucheco came in. Um, Some of the yogic breathings, some like there's there's a practice called the Afghan walk where where you know, these these tribes in Afghanistan alter their breath, how they're moving with the terrain they're moving on. Hmm. And that was really nice for the mind body connection. So I, I just if I find value in something, I try and pass that value to others. So it's not so much my own method as this is from all of these other places. Let's give everyone the tools and we all can invent our own method that works best for us, because my method works for me but I'm a type one diabetic with three kids and chronic pain. You might not need to practice what I do if you're like 20 years old and healthy. So my goal as an instructor is to give everybody as many tools as possible so they can apply them in any situation they see fit.
1: Mm, Love that. What, what is the Afghan, you know, I'm just, I'm just curious about the Afghan walk thing. So, um, that you just mentioned. So, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to visualize that. So, you're, so you're walking along. You're going for a hike. Maybe you go up a mountain. You're, you're changing your breath to 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 match your
0: steps. Ah, oh. so like the the straight road, straight walk, in four, out four, in for four steps, out for four steps. As you go in, it's and out, and just tying your breath into your steps, even when you're running. Uh, and, and like I'm going up a hill, I'm probably not going to be able to do in four out four. I might do in four out two because I need to pick up the pace of my breath a little bit. Um, if I'm going downhill, I might, you know, you find the way to evolve your breath for what you're doing. Hmm. and it's it's absolutely incredible. Uh, just the connection it gives you and and you know then you tie your your posture into it. Don't look at the ground you know, unless you're running across dangerous terrain, but if you're hiking, keep your head up, hold that wide view, relax the body as you're moving and your endurance increases.
1: Oh, mm. well, that's so cool. And, and if you were running, you would you would just increase the, the pace of your breathing? You would speed it up a little bit?
0: Um, I try and go for, you know, in four, out four at first. And then of course you can just be like in two, out two, or in three, out three. I would try and keep it a little balanced, but even if you need to, you know, oh, you get that urge to breathe, that urge to breathe isn't a lack of carbon, I mean, isn't a lack of oxygen, it's a surplus of carbon dioxide. So you can blow off a couple breaths through your mouth and then go back to nose breathing and that that <gasps> urge kind of abates a little bit. Mm. So by by tying your steps in, you get a really good indicator of where you're at. And, and once you lose focus with that, I mean, you can see a lot of performance really suffer in that area. And, and I'm not saying like if you're a professional athlete, start counting your steps while you're breathing while you're performing, but try it for fun when you're not on the court or, or not you know doing your sport of choice. Um, and that, that's a big warning to everybody out there. Yes, we should be nasal breathing all the time, but if you're a pro at something and you do it one way, it's gonna take time to evolve it, to make it better. It can't happen overnight. And it will only negatively impact your performance if you try and switch like 180 in a day.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh, when it comes to the Wim, the Wim Hof method, going back to that, I mean, obviously the breathing is a huge, a huge, huge part of it. Yes. Um, the, ma- the major part of it, but there's also the cold part of it. Oh. And I know... Uh, Chuck, from learning about you, that you've led, that you've helped to lead expeditions up mountains in the winter in Poland, mm-hmm. and swam in freezing lakes, and I actually saw your uh, your cold tub that you posted yesterday, I think, um, <laughs> on Instagram, which looked kind of cool—a little outdoor cold tub. Um, so, what what are some of the benefits to this cold
0: exposure that you that you found? Well, it's if you can find. That calm, relaxed breath. And this is this is a misunderstanding a lot of people have about the cold. Um, for six months, I took an ice bath and I endured it. I sat there, I clenched my teeth, my muscles were tight. And then my wife um, was like, hey, can I take an ice bath? I was, My ego got a little better of me and I was like, oh, go ahead, thinking it was going to be really difficult for her. And, you know, misery <laughs> loves company. So she sits in the ice bath and this just look of serene relaxation comes over her. And I go, what did you just do? And she goes, I surrendered. I go, what? She's like, yeah, it's like giving birth. I "I don't know what that means. (laughs) Um, What do you mean surrender? And she's like, I can't do anything about the cold. I can't do anything about the stimulus, but I can accept that it's here and I can slow my breath down and relax into it. And that's what they had been teaching in, you know, the advanced instructor manual. I just missed that point because I was enduring it rather than trying to surrender. So... One, for a lot of people, it can teach you how to surrender into that stressful moment and let it bypass you. So instead of you know, like being absorbed by that person who cuts you off in traffic and letting that ruin your day, that's just an inconvenient moment. That's a figurative ice bath. So you, it's no more than two minutes. Try and breathe through your nose in four, out six. Accept the fact that it's cold. And if you're out there thinking, holy crap, I can't do that. The water's going to be freezing. Just look at where you ended your sleep sh- You ended your story where you're still in the ice bath. And I'd like everyone to realize you get out. You're not in it forever, two minutes and then get out and you're going to feel great. Um, for me, uh, going into the ice, well, this for everybody, actually, it, it generates or makes more active brown adipose tissue or brown fat. Brown fat is more active than white fat and it makes you more insulin sensitive. So beyond training your cardiovascular system with basal dilation and contraction, which is what the breath work is doing as well, what the cold therapy is doing, I'm I'm becoming more insulin sensitive, which is just an amazing feat for a type one diabetic. It it really helps me out with my medication. Um, The breath work in combination with the ice uh, helped me again get off like my blood pressure medication and you know, that's what happened for me. I don't know if that'll happen for everybody. I know instructors who've had rheumatoid arthritis, who've seen amazing results, who aren't in pain anymore, but if they stop the method, the pain comes back. So, you know, uh, the Huberman lab podcast uh, is really awesome about a lot of the science they're releasing. And I think it was 11 minutes a week for cold exposure to get like the metabolic and anti-inflammatory and mental health benefits from it. Mm -hmm. And their version of cold is uncomfortable, but safe. And I think it was Dr. Rhonda that was like, you know, 65 degrees or less uh, Fahrenheit, not Celsius, is cold. So that's that's that. If you can do 11 minutes of like a cold shower or better yet, an, uh, a cold plunge up to your neck for 11 minutes a week, you're going to see a lot of the benefits for it. But it's not a one time thing. It's more a lifestyle practice. You can't just stop and be like, well, I'm done. I feel better now. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: So that would be 11 minutes total for the week. So you could break it up like two or three minutes a day or something like that.
0: Yeah, Two or three minutes a day. It's not that long. At the end of your shower, get cold. Have that water hit you. Oh, have it stress you out and then hmm, calm down. Think about the the mental health benefit alone of working with a safe stress every day, learning to relax and calm your breath down into it. Our body always looks for easy, not optimal. Optimum takes conscious intervention and I like to tell people you're your body's pilot not its passenger But pilots have to do things you can't just sit there and let things happen So if stress hits you you have to know what breath to fall into how to relax your body How to let the tension go from your shoulders and the ice can teach that Mm. And if you don't let the ice teach it to you it's it's gonna kick your butt because the ice is a merciless teacher It doesn't care Mm.
1: So, uh, Chuck, back about a year ago, we had James Nestor on the show, the, the great, great author of the book Breath. And, and for those who don't know, Chuck is featured in that book. And, and Chuck, from what I understand, you actually introduced
0: James to the Wim Hof Method. I did, yeah. Well, in person, you can, you can find a lot of that stuff like on Wim and, and, you know, there's Wim's got a lot of great YouTube stuff. But I was, I was his in-person instructor again.
1: And, and, and talk about that. So, so you, you, you told some, you told some story, you were telling me a story before about how you, you know, you, you teach a, a, a class that you've been doing for, I think you said four years, maybe just talk about that
0: and how James,
1: James discovered you through that.
0: So yeah, for almost four years now, uh, it'll be four years this July. Um, so where I live, it gets really hot in the summer and it's been smoky here. So I can't do like in the park breathwork sessions, which is something I love to do. Like come in person, do it in the park breathwork sessions. We practice all sorts of breathwork. It's, it's not just the Wim Hof method. It's, it's multiple modalities, just depending on, you know, what we feel like doing that day. And after my accident in January of 2018, part of my recovery was, you know, getting back into the ritual of guiding breath work and guiding multiple breathwork practices. So I start this, this Monday night session. And someone is like, Hey, that's James Nestor. And I went, okay. Um, I, I, I hadn't heard of him yet. And then I, I read deep and was like, Holy crap. I love that book. It, uh, it's about free diving, which is breath work. <laughs> so I, I fell in love with it and I I got talking to James Nestor and it turned out um, he was in the process of finishing breath and the place he was writing it from was 20 miles away from my house. So it was just happenstance and luck that he had found me through this breath work. It was more random luck that we happened to live so close together. And we met in a park by a highway as you read in the book and went to it.
1: That's awesome. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So, you know, why do you think,
1: Chuck, from your perspective that breathing is I mean, it's it's such a key piece of the health puzzle. And yet oftentimes it's just so overlooked. Why do you think maybe it is so maybe it's not so much getting maybe it's less overlooked now. But I I still, you know, I do some health functional medicine, health coaching work with people and it just, you know, very few people put their finger on the breath when it comes to health issues. I mean, why do you think that is? It's
0: because it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Just breathe and you'll be fine. You'll stay alive, but that's easy. If you want to optimize the breathing, you're going to have to step in and and make some changes. And it just, we've it's not that we haven't put our finger on it. We've forgotten it so many times. Like, we have, the science, we have the science, we have the studies, we have anecdotal stories that are thousands of years old. And it's just, we, we learn it, we forget it, and we have to relearn it again. And thankfully, we're in a point where people are relearning it again. And what I hear people say a lot is, ah, breath, it can't be that easy. And I, I correct them, I go, no, it's that simple. It's that simple that if you breathe in and out through the nose, you're going to have a much better day. That's not easy if, say, you've got something physically stopping you from doing that, like a deviated septum, or you've broken your nose before, you've got some other issue, you're gonna need, you're gonna need more than just you know, a breathwork coach to help fix that. You're gonna need an ear, nose, and throat specialist. But we've become so specialized in healthcare that you, know, you have respiratory therapists and they help you after stuff, but there's no, there were no breath coaches to help you before. Or, or, you know, Patrick McEwen has been shouting from the rooftops for 20 years about the importance and the benefits of nasal breathing and people just, Oh, whatever, whatever. I can't be that easy. And, And you know, mouth breathing in, in children, if they're sleeping with their mouth open, uh, sleep deprivation has a lot of the same symptomatic profile as ADHD diagnosis in kids. Now, please don't misinterpret that. I'm saying it's all sleep deprivation because that is not how that works. But just imagine, they're the canaries in the coal mine. If you've been breathing through your mouth since you were a little kid, that affects your mental growth, that affects your emotions. So when I tell people, you know, we should be taping our mouth shut at night so we can sleep train, train while you sleep to breathe through the nose, they look at me like I'm insane. But those (laughs) same people will put a cast on their arm and immobilize it if their arm isn't working properly and it's broken. They'll they'll splint their leg if they sprain their ankle so it's immobile. How is that any different from taping your mouth when it's not functioning like it should? Mm. And and it's so easy to overlook because we just take it for granted. I mean, look for how long our food, just eat, eat these things. It's not talking about quality of food, processed food. Um, As James talked about in breath, like, is it chewy? Are you actually having to work or is it soft, mushy food? That, That makes a difference. And we're now just rediscovering that. So it's, it just has to be you know medical science it takes so long for things to to break in and become the norm and especially there's not really a lot of money in it mm. like teaching someone how to breathe effectively once you teach them how to do it they don't need you anymore
1: <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> I, I mean,
0: so it it and depended. it impacts it impacts so many other areas in their life. It it can help with anxiety. It helps with stress helps with anger management. Um, it helps you think more clearly. It helps with creativity. And the reason it's so overlooked is, is, you know, it's just so simple. It's an easy thing to overlook. But I, I have a lot of hope. I see a lot of growth, like the Kuberman lab, um, the doctors he's working with. There's, there's, his name escapes me. A doctor from UCLA who's who's going for it. Dan Brule has been, you know, the Bruce Lee of breath work for, for 50 years. He's been going at it. Patrick McEwen for 20. Wim Hof, um, 10 years ago, no one knew about him. Six years ago when I was an instructor, people said, who? And now people know who Wim Hof is. So the wave of change is happening. Absolutely. And just, you know, we take 18 to 25,000 breaths a day. If we stop breathing, maybe you could last four minutes. But we can last days without water and weeks without food, and we still take the thing we need every moment of every day for granted. Mm. It's just so easy to take it for granted. We're so used to making that same choice again and again. It's never occurred to us to question. You know,
1: aside from all that, that that's amazing. That's amazing information right there. Um, you you were speaking to me earlier about the immune system. And the role of the breath when it comes, I mean, a lot of people are talking about, you know, in this day and age of people trying to strengthen their immune system, how how can the breath help them there that you,
0: as as far as you found, uh, Chuck? Well, we can, we can just go into the science. We'll just go into the physiological science behind it. If you're breathing in and out through your mouth, your nose is not, your nose hairs aren't filtering the air you're breathing in. Um, Your nasal passage is not adding moisture or taking it away. It's not adding heat or taking it away and conditioning the air for your lungs. You're probably breathing a little bit faster than you should. And when you breathe faster than you should in and out through the mouth, you get rid of more carbon dioxide than you should. So your veins and arteries constrict, which raises your blood pressure, which raises your heart rate and raises your stress level. All of those things negatively impact the immune system. And that's just the basic physiological function of what mouth breathing does. So if you wanna positively impact your immune system, close your mouth and breathe through your nose. As you breathe in and out through your nose, the air is filtered. You reclaim moisture when you exhale so you'll stay hydrated longer. Your blood pressure is gonna lower, your heart rate's gonna lower, and you're gonna reduce the overall stress level on your body. And that helps your immune system. One of the best and easiest things I can suggest is just closing your mouth and breathing through your nose. And that's, I mean, that's not even to say about positively and properly using your diaphragm, making sure your chest is doing the right thing, making sure your neck isn't, you know, getting involved in breathing, um, making sure your tongue is in the right place. There's so many more steps to it, but it's simply just start with breathing through your nose, tape your mouth shut at night. If you can, I mean, I'm not saying like go, Close your kid's mouth and tape them shut with duct tape. That's not what I'm saying. Um, Hopefully not. If you you can breathe through your nose for like four or five minutes, you can sleep with mouth tape on. But it's not going to be easy. That's simple. But it's not going to be easy if you've got a low CO2 threshold. As soon as you're sleeping and your CO2 level rises to where it should be normally, you might feel a little anxiety at first. And people get put off by this. It's because they feel that fear. Their body shudders. And they're like, oh, no. No, that's normal. We're we're not supposed to shudder at that that space. We're supposed to let it calm us down. If you look at what happens to most people when they're stressed out, they hold their breath. But so many of us improperly mouth breathe that that function, which is supposed to calm us down, ends up stressing us out even more. So a biological function that's supposed to get us to calm down ends up freaking us out. Mm. And... This is where you see people, they'll be sitting, something stressed them out and they'll just jump and shake. And you're like, ha, you held your breath and didn't know it. And, and, and their body starts to stress out. So simply for like your immune system, breathe in and out through your nose. Practice the Wim Hof method once a day when you wake up in the morning, no food in your stomach and, and, and you know, put that good stress into your body and then be done with it move on to the next part. It's, it's not just one thing. Nose breathing when you're not doing the Wim Hof method or, you know, when you're not practicing a specific exercise through oxygen advantage or something like that. Mm, That's great.
1: Um, Chuck, outside of breathing, what are some of the daily practices or rituals that you have
0: that, that make you feel the most alive? Well, I've got three kids, so they make me feel the most alive And, and I've been married for 15 plus years now, and I just love my tribe, basically. Um, I love going on walks, I love going on hikes, um, and, and the things that make me feel most alive are the simple tricks and tips I learned, like old sayings, keep your chin up, so important. So many people look at their cell phone all day long, but when they do that, they're telling their body to be stressed out. So by keeping your chin up and holding your phone a little higher, holding that wide view and engaging your periphery instead of focusing on something small all day. That makes me feel alive going outside. I mean, the the interview we're having, I'm out on my porch in in as close to nature as I can get and still be on technology. Um, little shifts, little changes like that. Anything I can do, like walking my dogs, giving, you know, taking that moment to smell the roses as it were. And, And, the, the thing that I guess makes me feel most alive with all of this is the acceptance that comes with, with really practicing this for a long time. I can get stressed out. Life can be a little harder than normal, and that's okay because that'll pass, and, and I can slow my breath down. I may not be able to control the world around me, but I can relax into it. I can slow the moment down instead of freaking out and, and, and stressing out and, and reacting with anger or with frustration What makes me feel most alive is those situations where I used to get angry and stressed that I can smile at now. That's where I feel that life is just, just hitting that perfect point for me.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. I love how you said you just love your tribe. That's so, that's so fantastically wonderful. So Chuck, if you had the opportunity to travel back in time 30 years or so, what words of wisdom would your current self share with your younger self? Uh, Invest
0: in Apple. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Apple, Google, Amazon, those. Um, But beyond the monetary things, I wouldn't tell myself anything. I I would appreciate that the journey I had to go through at that age brought me to where I am today. And as much as some of that may have been painful and uncomfortable, all of those things made me who I am. And I love who I am right now. I may not have then, but if I hadn't gone through that journey, I I wouldn't be where I am if I would have, if it would have been allowed, I'd give myself a hug and just say, keep going. You'll, you'll make it eventually. But even that, even that, just, just a, a, you know, a respect of the journey that I had to go through to get to where I'm at today. It may not have been the most fun, but it helped shape me as to who I am. And and as much as that pain is not tasteful, I wouldn't get rid of it for anything. Mm, Isn't that wonderful?
1: Chuck, final question. Where can people go that want to maybe take your classes or want to learn more about you
0: and your work? Where where should they go? So I have a instructor page on wimhoffmethod.com under instructors. Uh, my personal webpage is, um, I V B uh, stands for iced Viking breathworks. And that's how you can follow me on Instagram. Is that iced Viking breathworks? Um, Still doing the free classes. Uh, Monday 9 p.m. Pacific, Sunday 11 a.m. Pacific. Never charge. Everyone's welcome. Um, I like to say it costs your time and attention because I like to think that those are your two most valuable resources we possess as human beings. Nice.
1: Well, there there you go, everybody. I hope everyone will check out Chuck on Sundays and Mondays, and uh, I know I'll be there. Um, so I hope hope you will too, Chuck. Thank you so much for coming on today.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for listening to the Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.